Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Stretford Paddock. This podcast is sponsored by Surfshark. VPN. Now more than ever, our online reliance has been rapidly increasing. We stream our favourite shows, we keep in touch with our loved ones, we even watch podcasts like The Brew. And we like to think our information is safe, but as our online footprint increases, so does our need for proper security. Yeah, Surfshark is a VPN service that protects your information by encrypting all the data that you send through the internet, keeping anyone unwanted from seeing it. Another great reason to use a VPN is because content from different streaming services don't want you to watch everything in every different country. It's a disgrace. There's certain shows for America, certain shows for Canada, certain shows for Mexico, Venezuela, UK, Netherlands. How about you have access to all of them and get access to everything, whether that's Netflix, Amazon Prime, or even football highlights on Twitter. And with Surfshark, you can solve that problem by simply changing your location. Also, if you do go on abroad on holiday and you're in Tenerife and you're in Falaraki, you still want to watch BBC iPlayer, don't you? You still want to watch Premier League football? Change your location back to the UK while you're gone to get access to all of your home comforts. And currently, Surfshark are bringing you genuinely one of the most ridiculously good deals I've ever heard. Use the link in the description and use code PADDOCK, as you can see on the screen there, code PADDOCK, you will get, wait for this, 85% off. Which means for something like a couple of quid a month, you can be fully protected. Plus, you get three months for free and Surfshark also offers a 30-day money-back guarantee. So use the link in the description, promo code PADDOCK, as you can see there, for, again, let me just listen to this, 85% off, three months for free and a 30-day money-back guarantee. rest of them some of them have some of them have, i don't know because it's difficult to know what's been announced and what we just know yeah that's the problem <laughs> and i want to talk about it yeah but them lot are here now oh all right <laughs> Ayo. how's it going right so what has been announced dortmund which is in las vegas 
<laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and what else has been announced? Um, this is where it gets confusing. I don't know. Um, is it Wrexham, San Diego, where the Wrexham, kids are playing? Wrexham, San Diego. Thank you. Wrexham. Why, why are the kids playing? Is it because it's Wrexham and they're a probable league two? Have they won the league yet? I don't know what's going they're on with Wrexham. They're about 100 points, aren't they? It's tied with Notts County. It's tied with Notts Right. What's the trivia about Notts County, though, everyone always says? Uh, that's where you... Juventus got their kit from. He, ne he never lets me down, this boy. Yes, that is, that's true. When I heard that, I thought, that can't be true. But it is. A hundred and a hundred and three points. Right. How many games left? Surely that's it, right? 42, no, it'll only be 44 another. 44 games. Another couple of games. 44 games. 46, it'll be. What? Eh? Yeah, what was it? It'll be, it'll right, be 46 games. Yeah, so, I mean, if you go up, go back up, producer Ethan. I mean, you got it if you're woken, aren't you? Hey. We've hey. had a really good season. season. We're only nearly so 30 <laughs> points off the top. <laughs> Fucking hell. Knox County and Wrexham absolutely smash a union in that one. Look um, at look at that. You've got Altrincham in there now. You've got Altrincham. Um, Oldham in there. York what? in whoa, there. Whoa, 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 whoa. What league is this? All right. Champi uh, National League. Right, sorry. Chesterfield, obviously. Scroll down. Two's at the bottom. FC Halifax. Scunthorpe. Yeovil. They've fallen, haven't they? Scunthorpe. I don't know how many get relegated out of National York. League, but Scunthorpe being potentially like Southern Prem. Mate, do you know what? Sorry, it won't be Southern Prem, will it? It'll be National League uh, North. Do you know what really is Wild. amazing though? Is that, look at who's in 14th. Oldham Athletic. It's mad, isn't it? A original Premier League team. Yeah, do you know what I mean? FA Cup semi-finals. let's be honest, bottom half of the table yeah. and not exactly on good form either. Like, there, there's a world where and it's not even a crazy one where Paddock could be playing Oldham in a few years. No, it's not crazy. That's not mental. That's a team, like you're saying, founding members of the Premier League, FA Cup semi-finalists, League Cup finalists, I think, as well, um, during our lifetime. Well, put it this way. Ten years ago, Salford were where I'm aiming to take Paddock into pretty soon in, in the northwest counties. Oh, only one automatic spot as well. Oh, it's oh, chaos. Chaos. They might as well call it League 3 because it really is. Yeah. Um... So Salford were taken over in what's the Northwest Counties. That's step six. We're currently in a step seven league, so we're trying to get ooh, to where that was. Ooh. And now they're above Oldham. That's mental, isn't it? That is mad. Salford's like, so many clubs have gone through like a rise quickly, haven't they? But it's when you hit that sort of... That? Yeah. National League. National League. National League. The... the reason I say it should be called League Three is because... I don't think there's a I don't think there's a team in there that isn't a professional team. Yeah. But also there's a bit of a stink recently as well where um, the PFA just washed their hands of it and said, "Oh, it's not a professional league because the designation is, you know, Premier League Championship, League One, League Two are the professional leagues." Right. Despite the fact that there's probably every single player in the national league is a professional footballer. <laughs> right. And probably eighty percent of them used to be PFA members as well. They won't look at what's going on in the National League. So there's a ruling coming now which says if you're injured for 12 weeks in the National League or six weeks in National League North-South, that your club can just sack you. Really? Yeah. Oh, I saw a little bit about this in the press. Yeah, because that's like obviously ridiculously harsh. Yeah, Macclesfield, to, to well, Bobby Savage's credit, has come out and said, look, if you get injured playing for us, we will honour your contracts. And obviously you can see it from both angles here because you go, okay, well, wages is the biggest thing for clubs. It's the biggest burden. But if a player gets injured playing for or training for your club, you can't just get rid of his livelihood. No. This isn't a Premier League where they'll be fine. No. Some of these lads are on 
bang average wages. Yeah. Just a full-time wage to be a footballer with no safety net, with nothing. That's and it, usually man. on a one-year contract. Very usually. There are seldom two or three-year contracts. They are rocking our shit. It's a year long. Like, you'll see to the end of the season and we'll see how good you are before we give, think about giving you another it's one. It's tough, man. It's a tough game, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And like for you, you say, to just go, like, let's say you fucking blow a, a cruciate ligament. Your club goes, yeah, nice one. Sin a bit. Yeah, mate. And actually, you potentially now not working for the rest of this year. Yeah. And then you don't know when you're going to get another job. It's not the same as working in an office. You know, where you go, well, well if I was on the sick from my data entry job. Yeah. Okay, but you, did you get injured at your data entry job? No. Right. And could you do your data entry, entry job after being off sick for a couple of weeks, unless it's like majorly debilitating what you've done? Yeah. Being a, a, an athlete, professional athlete, you've obviously got to get back to professional athlete level status to be able to play it. Like, no. you can't just like, all right, I, you know, I've got a few days off and I'm fine now. It's bullshit. It's sad, isn't it? Because I always think about it. You know, when you think about the players, that younger players that had that injury, me and you were chatting about it earlier, like you know the, the Michael Appletons of the Appleton, sorry Michael Appleton, Michael Appletons of this world. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He was mint money. Ben Thornley, I know he had a career, but he was mustard when he was a kid, and he had that injury. Um, An injury had, now that's probably a four month out. Yeah, Nicky Marker, wasn't it? Broke his, playing for Blackburn, uh, playing against Blackburn reserves. I remember it. For the FA Cup semi final, yeah. Good lad, knowledge. A um, couple of super chats, fun. Case says thoughts on Tanag maybe putting Ericsson straight in the team. Think it's very possible he could or he would, sorry, but would be rusty and it could be detrimental. I think Ericsson's a machine, you know. I think he'd be okay if he did. You know, yeah. He's not exactly rely on physical attributes, does no. he? No, and he's he's so good, Ericsson. He's so he's just a, a marvel of modern. I won't say medicine, but it's not even it's just him. He's just amazing. Um, Fergal McClement says Everton games. Everton games have pivotal moments for United seasons recently. Remember the draw when Ollie was on the great run in title race the year we finished second and last time CR7 not starting in the fallout. Yeah, I was chatting on preview about this. That one all last season against Everton when Martial scored and Ronnie was dropped, that felt seismic that to me. You reckon? Yeah, because it was like, there was all that fallout, weren't there, from Ronnie not starting. There was that little clip of Fergie saying you start your best players which everyone like used against Ollie was he talking he, to Khabib when he was yeah it well. was so crazy and it just felt like there was some mm, I don't know man it, I, I got the impression that that was my first real inkling that this isn't going to have a happy, happy ending with Ollie do you know what I mean and then obviously the, the worst was well, yet wasn't, to come wasn't an happy ending for Ollie or Ollie <laughs> or Ronnie. Ronnie, no. <laughs> At least Ronnie had that season where he scored a load of goals, but then it all just went wrong. Yeah, Everton's a weird one. The four all still burns my head out. <sighs> Can you imagine what Fergie did? Like, because we've not really, really heard the shakes of that because no. that was where we properly bollocked up the league. Yeah. And players sometimes allude to an hairdresser, don't they? But I reckon there's been some instances where you've got a two-goal lead at home. Well, your mate was that. You know, ask him. Yeah, okay. And also... Ask him why Johnny Evans left his man to go and <laughs> head the ball to basically beat Rio and knock him out of the way of Fellaini. I'll never get that one. I like Johnny Evans, but what was he doing? Yeah, that was honestly, that was horrible. The three all though, the bad thing about the three all, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who used to play football, is probably, probably fit tomorrow because it's United. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, that last minute winner, or equaliser, that was the end of that title run, wasn't it? That little sort of tickle of a title race. Because what annoys me is you have a little tickle, don't you? Where you go, people like me and you'll go, mm, yeah, you know. And then when it fizzles out, everyone goes, ah, you thought you were going to win the league, didn't you? No. No. And, uh, and We've it, had that this year. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I'm pretty sure on record saying no. No. Literally do a video going, we're not going to win the league. And then we'll draw against Palace and lose Arsenal. People go, ah, you thought you were going to win it, didn't you? Draw is, it's the likes no. of Talk Sport and that. United's title race, United's title race, and you're like... Title race? I don't know if you were watching the Premier League, but we started with two defeats. <laughs> then we went to the Etihad. Then we went to Villa. Got right dunked on. Yeah. It's not like we ever went on a run where you go, well, that's a title run, that. We never did it. We had a good little bit of a spell, pre, you know, just after the World Cup or whatever, but there was never a title race on the cards for Manchester United. But what I did like was there was enough to say, if we get a few signings in under this manager, there can be a title race. Because I, I do love Eric Tanag. And I do think like some of the nonsense you've seen recently is just a bit like, like you say, it's the whole talk sport and people looking for just nonsense to, to kick off about. But. Some people just feel the need to, to create negativity and, and, and spark shit up, but you don't need to. Like the football itself is interesting enough to me Yeah. to, to just cover the football. You don't need to extrapolate it into X temps of like the way people do. No, I agree with you. I think like, so obviously it's all about selling papers or clicking links and all that other stuff. On a genuine serious note, who the fuck is buying newspapers nowadays? Well, that is a, a good point. I, I, you know, my the, walk into a shop, yeah, and going, I'll take all this information from yesterday, yeah, in this paper form. How long do you reckon it is before they just get rid of embargoes? They just go. I don't know because I feel that. like they obviously they, for those that don't know, they Sorry, have an embargo, yeah. embargo for. Um, so, so we've seen the press not kill them. Yeah, we've seen a press conference today where Sanag said whatever he said, and then at half ten tonight you'll get the second part, which is the embargo part, and the which is funny because at half ten tonight still ain't tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the papers will come out in the morning with that bit. So if you've gone to bed at ten o'clock, then you go and get your paper in the morning and you see like oh what we all know. saw twelve hours ago. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because <laughs> online is just killing it, isn't it? Because anyone just goes. And if you're really keen to know, you just go on your phone out and and see what's been said anyway. Yeah. I, don't, I think that's the whole thing. And there thing. is rarely anything worth staying up till half ten for. No. If you're someone who goes Do you know what used to annoy me though now? Now they've annoyed me now that doesn't make any sense. No, what used to annoy me is at United, you'd have like, it was almost like quick fire for the, the pre-embargo bit. So you'd get James Cooper, our mate, he'd get his questions obviously. Maybe Bill Rice would get one from the Beeb or Simon Stone, whoever was covering that. Uh, Don McGuinness from TalkSport, who was actually a journalist, I don't know what he was doing there. And then they'd go over to, that was it. That was your lot. The only time I'd ever get a question is when one of them weren't there. And then they go over to the embargo bit, and then you get, you know, your Dave McDonald, your um, James Duckers, all them The Sunday still get a, a section? Yeah, I think so. Because they like to try and pretend that they're a bit more highbrow and do a bit yeah. more they, Yeah, I remember one of them was, like Louis van Gaal said that he'd watched the FA Cup final as a, as a kid. And one of them spent about 15 minutes trying to work out which FA Cup final it was. Do you know what I mean? And he could see he didn't care. 
Do you know what I mean? And he was like, I don't know, I can't remember who was playing. And he was like, oh, it could have been the one in 1962. Do you know what I mean? Just waffling on for ages, trying to work out. And then even what after relevance we, is it? Yeah. After it finished, he was stood at his desk, right, still bending his hand. I thought, bro, it's not that deep. He's not going to give you an exclusive interview because you've worked out which oh, quick what he gets at Wings. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Van Gaal, you know. He wasn't talking to you. I did, not his football, because it was horrible. But as a personality, he was funny. I was talking about someone's press conference. It might have been with Ashton Wadeau. We was talking about absolute box office press conferences. Yeah. Because press conferences are shit. They are. Do you know what? They are. Because you get there, you've done them as well. You get there and it's like, if you don't, you usually don't get a question. If you do, it's very sort of sanitised. Chances of getting a follow-up question are almost, you know, non-existent. City tends to be actually better because you get a mic in because they're just desperate for some publicity. United are getting better in terms yeah. of their openness to non-newspaper media. Um, but yeah, there's still this... They're dry. You know what I mean? Like, I, would ch- I, I don't tune in for Ten Hag's press conferences. I don't care. The thing is, right, we've been invited to him. Yeah. So other than the Premier League one, because it's a different sort of, you need this certain... It's data co, isn't data it? Data co, and we haven't got that. Um, Honestly, data co is like trying to get in the SAS. Yeah. Well, to be fair, you, you've probably got a better chance of getting in the SAS than <laughs> I have of getting my data co card back. So, <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. So, like, the club are all right with us, actually. They're like, for once, they don't mind the fact we slag off the owners all the time. So we get into stuff like the Europa League or the, the League Cup. But I was like, we go there, we're not getting a question. And it's like, yeah, it's great that we're in there and I'm not knocking it. But, you know, to the viewers, and obviously we care about what you guys think, is it that important? We're not going to deliver you anything you ain't getting in 55 other outlets. Yeah. So there's no value. Yeah. If we were going there and we were going to, right, you or Maka or me, yeah, whoever or, goes. Or every press conference, because sometimes there's mix zones, mm. which is related to them. So sometimes, like, you'll see, like, the likes of your Oli Kay, Henry Winters and, and people like that, they will get relationships with players because they're constantly in that mix zone. So outside of where the press conference room is, there's a little barriered off bit where the players have to come and walk through. Yeah. Journalists stand on one side, players have to, it's like a U shape in yeah, it. Yeah. Players will stand on the other side and they can just stand there and hope a player comes by. They, because they have pretty existing relationships, some of them, especially the likes of Henry Winter, might drop a text in the day. Oh, can you come and see me in the mix zone later if you get a chance? Yeah. And he's probably got a pretty good hit rate of getting... Yeah, because he works with some players, doesn't he? I think he's done stuff with Marcus on like his media training and stuff. He's written books with certain players or he's co-written or just had a look over him for him. So you're right. He's spot on because it's maybe when we was on pre-season last last year, um, we was in the mix zone. I think it was me and producer Callum and Fred comes along and I'm stood next to Mitten, Andy Mitten. And... Fred comes over to me and like the guy Andrew took took him over and I said to the guy Andrew we know said can I have a chat with him he said you can try but the problem was Andy Mitten speaks Portuguese of course he does <laughs> even though he's from Hermstead Fred speaks Portuguese how many people born in Hermstead reckon can speak Portuguese one Andy Mitten because <laughs> <laughs> he's like Mr Professional learning Portuguese well but I think there's other reasons but it, it does help him he did the Casemiro interview didn't he for United so he speaks to Fred in Portuguese, long interview, great stuff. I can't obviously speak Portuguese, Fred can't speak any English. So I just shook his hand and said, you know, well done and give me a high five sort of thing. But yeah, it's very difficult. I think when we were on pre-season, we had the low came over to us because I think there was a bit of a, a thing there. I know he follows us. Yeah. Um, Zidane Iqbal came over to us because I think him and Maka have a sort of, you know, a, a relationship there. 
and I think maybe Charlie Savage, I forget, but the younger ones are a bit more like, oh, they know us, they know who we are. You've got a sort of a, a thing as well, which we've all stuck to is you back the youngsters. You know, it's like a rule. Do you know what I mean? Once we're in the first team, yeah, if they think we're playing badly or whatever, criticise them, but younger players, we tend to get behind him. So the, there's a lot of young players that have, you know, a lot of time for us, but some of the older ones, not happening. And also it's a bit of a meat market there. It's, yeah, it's, it's funny because there's obviously some of the players do watch the channel and yeah. recognise us. One matter uh, being a big one. Yeah. Like one matter's reaction to seeing us getting in the lift when we was in Singapore. Yeah was fucking godly. I love that. And then obviously some of the local ones, like Jesse obviously watched it, Marcus yeah, watches yeah. it. So you know that there's, there's players who, who watch it, the likes of Casemiro and that, not a fucking clue. No. He's, to be fair, that can sort of go in your favour sometimes. Because if you're stood there with a big red mic, he might just think that's, you know, Sky or whatever, because he don't know. He might just come over. So we'll find out when we're on pre-season. But yeah, a lot of them are just like, they don't have to do it. They don't want to do it. I think the thing with Fred and Mitten was obviously pre-arranged the mix zone it's such a hit and miss thing and, and part of me is like because that you know i've done a few of them and you think what you know why that's where you're gonna get any of your gold or yeah. any of your original quotes that maybe everybody else in this room didn't get yeah but they're a rarity to get yeah uh and there's absolutely zero guarantee that even if you did get into a press conference that you would get mix zone or that you would get a player even if you got mix zone yeah so it's it's such a hail mary that it's almost not worth the effort. No. It's probably it's easier to have a relationship with the players without having that. Yeah. Uh, and still find them a little bit about well, you're right, what's going on. Because you know, you mentioned Jesse, you know, we did a long interview with Jesse back in full time devil's days in a chippy in Altrincham because of a relationship, which was so bizarre because he said he wanted to do it in this chippy in Altrincham. I went down to the chippy a week before to arrange it with the owner or the manager ass and um I said, Can we interview Jesse Lingard here? And she said, oh yeah, she said, I'm a big United fan. She said, yeah, yeah, I've got an upstairs, I'll cordon it off for you. And she went, why? No, he wants to do it downstairs. No, she went, why does he want to do it here? Or why do you want to do it here? And I said, well, he wants to do it here because he wants to do it in his local chip. And she said, I've worked here for 10 years, I've never seen him here once. He's not getting out of the car, is he? <laughs> I was like, right, okay, whatever. What can we do it? It was really good, the chippy chat. Uh, but yeah, we do have these relationships. You know a few players as well where, but we have to, again though, we're not, going to sort of do stuff if it's going to get them in trouble and you know we we play the game and you do the mix zone we do is it dan's been i'll come and watch paddock fc game yeah exactly like, but is he on camera no, no are you going to try and get a soundbite off him or take some photos well, and plaster everywhere because it's just going to look causing in my view and that's not what you want but saying that about pre-season and stuff i think you can see like how the attitudes of the club have changed because it weren't that long ago you was getting chucked out of training weren't you we didn't get fully chucked out of training. Not for the one to try. The witch's dad tried to um, chuck us out. Okay. Um, and then now... But ding dong and all that. Yeah, exactly. Um, fan channels have been invited into that. Do you know what I mean? And obviously we have as well. And it's again, it's that thing of, yeah, you want to bring content, you want to do that stuff and you, you, know, you want to get involved. But then there's a part of you thinks, okay, you know, is this worth it? Is this part of it worth it? Do we don't have to do everything that we get invited to? And some of it, you have to make a sort of a decision on it, but it is better. And I think the club are getting better at it because they've realised with, with a channel like ours, the problem was, you know, if you go on any video we've done and we mention the owners, we're saying some not very nice things about them to say the least. And the result- And, and that's never going to change. No, and it's not. But why, why would we ever have been treated differently to The Guardian? Yeah, exactly. If you, has anyone ever, you know, Look at look like you said. The Guardian's a good example there because 
if you look at the amount of um, journalists from that newspaper who question the Glazers, who criticise the Glazers, Daniel Taylor is my favourite journalist of the Guardian. He's been, you know, he's never paid him any compliments, has he? Yeah, he still gets in a press conference when he wants to. Henry Winter, we've had Henry Winter on this channel. Yeah, I think when Fantano slagging started, off the Glazers and right, so the the circulation of them, you know, was nothing. No, but now the circulation of, of fan-led media is probably fucking miles bigger, miles more impactful than I would say a significant percentage of traditional media. I think that, and I think there's people there now who are working in the media team get it. <laughs> they get that. A little bit off topic. Do you know well, who well, coined the fine. phrase? We don't, like, we don't have like, topics on no, that. This Come is on. very, very, very off topic. Go on. Do you know who coined the phrase mainstream media? Mainstream Ethan, do you media. know? Is that why you're giggling? I'm going to go with L. Ron Hubbard. No, it's way darker than you think. Oh, Stephen, why it do you do these things to me? Is this going to take us Joseph down the Joseph Goebbels. Shut up. Yeah. And really? Yeah, because he was trying to create... Uh, I, I'm not going to get the video demonetized by saying the words that they were, but he was like, if you listen to mainstream media, then you're going to get like, <laughs> like a mainstream view, <laughs> like, right. like a normal view. Yeah. Uh, he was like, no, you basically, you want to go to echo chambers. It, it, I think he said, if you want the truth, you have to go to the outlets that are going to provide the truth. Hmm. <laughs> Problematic. Yes. But it was him that um, coined the phrase mainstream media. I never knew that. Do you I know, just on that front, do you know who came up with the phrase naughty but nice? Naughty but nice. This is for, for cakes. He was talking about, he's a, you know, advertising cakes. Remember? No. Naughty but nice. Salman Rushdie. What? He used to work in advertising before he was an author and he came up with that slogan. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So there you go, you say. I mean, you know, we're both on dangerous ground here, so we should move on before one of us gets cancelled. <laughs> go get a shovel. <laughs> we either go get cancelled or we just don't, you know, you don't see us again. Um, right. I want to talk to you. I hate to bring it on to topic. Top four. Stephen, you're a pragmatist. You're a realist. You don't get carried away. Are we getting top four? Is it nailed on or what? Or are you concerned about the fact it's that definitely not nailed if on. your mate doesn't score, we're not scoring? It's definitely not nailed on. However, I'm quietly confident. I'm, I'm worried at the length of journey that we've got in the Europa League still in front of us. Yeah. And I'm, I'm worried that if Marcus gets a knock, the whole shit's going to come crumbling down. That's going to be a problem. And if Casemiro decides to tackle anyone again, we don't need that, do we? This, are you, listen, I'm sorry to keep bombarding your question, but do you concern that Casemiro's going to come back and go, I, I can't tackle anyone. I can't get another red card. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because the is thing, it a six-gamer if he gets another one? It, does it like double and pass it on sort of thing? I don't know. I'm worried about this. Because it's like a Russian doll, isn't it? It just keeps going. And if you notice, you remember, right, he got that red card when he backed up Andy, didn't he? And then... It all popped off again a week later, whenever it was, and he just stayed out of it. He obviously thought, I'm not getting involved. And my concern is, does he start thinking, I can't go to the ground now? I can't. No, nah, probably not. He's played the game long enough. 
yeah, there is that. Even he's one of the most experienced midfielders in the world. I just worry sometimes that might get in your head because he was distraught when he got that red card against Southampton, wasn't he? He was absolutely beside himself. He went down the tunnel and was in tears. So that is a, a little bit of concern. The Marcus thing is just, it's giving me nightmares. Martial came on the other night and for me, he still looks a bit like it. Even though he only yeah, had a cameo. Yeah, it looks good. It's just, can we trust him to play? Leggy's probably not the right, but you know what I mean. He's not much fit, is he? Rusty. Rusty, yeah. Because Marcus, there's one point, Marcus ran down the wing. And normally with Martial, he's right next to him, in it Because they're both about similar pace. And he looked, you could see Marcus, look, Martial was nowhere near him. And he had to, he held the ball up and waited. And then I think he, he got tackled or he went out, I can't remember. Um, so yeah, there's that. But we do need a bit of a, sorry, are you interested in some comments here? I thought, Someone said up the. I thought someone said up the Goebbels. It says up the Geordies. Up the Geordies. Oh, yeah, the, the Geordies. Honestly. Uh, the Geordies are on. I, I, the chirping going on here. Yeah, I know it's you've been getting some. I got some today because I dared to point out the fact that Michael Oliver's a Newcastle fan because I only found that out today. So I was like, how's he refereeing our games when he's a Newcastle fan? Because sure, there's a conflict of interest there. And also, he wasn't allowed to. That's uh, why they all support King Altrincham or whatever. Yeah. And you're like. Anthony Taylor, massive Olsen fan, close he is. And, um, <laughs> the Jay Davison, every week. Every week, every week. Can't move from down there. Loves it. <laughs> hey, loves Alta. Um But I was like, because he'd done this vid an interview a few a couple of years ago, he said he couldn't referee relegation games because he's a Newcastle fan and when Newcastle were fighting relegation. Yeah, that so he's be... refereeing tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Which I think, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, fair enough if you can't do that. So fair enough, you can do it across the board. You can do every game but Newcastle. But if you're saying I can't do relegation games when Newcastle up against relegation, I don't want the pressure. Yeah, but you can do you're a top like, four. Mm. So how come that? Because you know for well, either way, if he does a decision that's team favourable or unfavourable, Jay, I've already filmed the video. Do you know what I love about his videos? Right, I love it when something happens and literally at full time your video drops, <laughs> <laughs> and it's a twenty minute video. It's like, yeah, boom, there you go. There's the reaction, you're like... Yeah, we've had about three and a half years of clock. <laughs> All you got to do is look at a fixed list and go, yeah, his battle's going to fall. My favourite was the there. Forest one. I'll never forget the Forest one. I literally got full-time whistle gone. Started laughing then. Notification, Stephen Alston. <laughs> 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 a video. <laughs> Ten-minute video, I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> But yeah, Jurgen Klopp's always good box office, and he's quite reliable for you guys, isn't it? Because you tell, you can do more. Like we, if I did, we do a video on the, the fan channel about Jurgen Klopp, people say, oh, you, you know, get bought. Obviously, your channel's your channel, and people love that. I, I was really jealous of you on the Champions League final because I was tempted to do one of myself on air, but I thought I can't because it'll just be too deep. But you did it. I think I came home it, from the gym for it because I think I watched the game in the, in the gym, and I was like, I have to go back because this is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. The fume as well. Like, oh, how can you say this? You're not even in the Champions League. Cat, mate. I celebrated that goal, um, the the Real Madrid goal, like it was a United goal. Honestly, anything that stopped them. Anyone but Liverpool. Anyone. Anyone. But Liverpool. Yeah. Are you still? You're with me, aren't you? On the lead title. Are you preferred in that mob? Your mate's mob. Say your mate, Joel Bayer. Your mate. You know what I mean. Because you're, I couldn't give a fuck about Mancunian City. as they come. I, I think Arsenal fans are so annoying that no. if City won, I'd be in the fucking town hall with them with a blue flag. Really? Is he got? To, they, is it that? Yeah, because I don't fucking count them titles no more. Right, Since okay. we know that they've, the books, the books are cooked, Jay. 
Yeah. See, see. The books have been at gas mark six for fucking twenty five minutes. I'm, they are fucking oven fresh. I'm in talks with a publisher. Steve's gonna write a book called How to Handle, <laughs> How to Deflect After a Defeat. Yeah, because Steve's a master at it. Yeah. So if City win the league, you're laying to Arsenal. Yeah. You threw it away. Arteta's a fraud. Okay, this is your best season since 2004. Remind me what have you won again? Now, <laughs> nothing. Pathetic. So you've won less trophies than Manchester United. Ridiculous. Whereas if City, um, if Arsenal win it, what? You say this is Pep Guardiola's greatest manager ever. He's bought early in Ireland and not won a league. That's what you do. That's what he does well. So I get all that. But for me, the whole three in a row thing will annoy me. Jay. We don't count the title. Okay, that's a good point. We don't count I just wish you'd hurry up and do this, Cook. We can't just do like when we used to get nicks and they do it in the weekend. Get nicks on the Friday in court on a Monday. Now it's like, it's going to take years. Do you know what I mean? All right, just don't. It's like you always say with 2012, we drew. We drew the league. Tell me I'm wrong. Look at the points. Santa Not says, or Steve's match review of Southampton away a few years back where he simply said, shite, and the video ended. Was that it? Was that the full? Yeah, it was like 15 seconds of intro. Yeah. The word shite. Yeah. And the closer. That's good, that. I bet it did views as well. <laughs> to be fair, that's good analysis, that. Which, which Southampton game was it? Can you remember? I can't remember. Santa Nut says, chirpsing, a right old 80s word there. Chirpsing. Hmm. Maybe. I've been having has got a quote from us. If you don't score goals, you don't win. Michael Owen. Yeah, it is a bit of a concern with the... Um... How's he never read a fucking book? Well, that's just he, like... The whole thing with Michael Owen as well, when he's like, I've not se- I've not watched the film. And, well, you have. You have watched the film. Like, why are you saying that? Like, I've not watched... Anyone who lives... When he was a player, he was like, I trained so hard that I never watched a book or watched the film or read a book. He'd be like, uh, m- maybe. I don't believe you, but maybe. I mean, some... You, when you're travelling, you you need to just do it to, to escape a little bit. Yeah, anyway. well, he's, he's flown all over the world when he's flogging helicopters in Dubai, whatever it does, or do you know what I mean? Or, you know, when he was playing football, obviously, when he was at United and, and that, he was... So he started to get finger blasted on telly? N- no, I don't know. I don't think so. Um, Is that I what f- happened, Ethan? No. She was on Love Island. I, can't, I don't think she won it. I can't remember. No, I don't think she did. But she was going out of right Nana. And there was this guy on it. The guys, I know you don't watch it. I don't think you understand that? it. And um, don't watch films, but yeah, like just oh, seem... oh, she's on here. <laughs> What's he doing there? <laughs> Can't do that. Yeah, the guy that she was Family with, show. Luca. That Family was his show. name, Luca. He was an what time's it on? Muppet. Uh, Love Island, nine pm. Oh, you get a bit of a... No, mate, it's get it's no it. They have like a little love shot where they go in, and do you know what I mean? No, they don't. Really? Bro, it's what, deep. And people it's get deep. the back ripped out of the night. It's deep. There. Like, wow. if, your lad, if your lad came to you, right, you've got a son and daughter, right? Your lad comes to you goes, we're going to Love Island. You're like, good lad. Yeah, good. Deals. <laughs> Influencer. Boohoo man. Boohoo man. Charcoal <laughs> toothpaste. Come and see your dad's son. You buy me my retirement villa. If your daughter says it, no, you're not. <laughs> Let's see how far you get when I've burnt your passport. Because wow. there's no way on God's earth I'm sitting on here with people popping in the stream going, hey, Jay, just see your daughter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and you can call me sexist, I don't care. Yeah, so his daughter did go on it. But she, you know, she was respectful. Of what? Of, uh, she was a bit like him, you know, boring. Was yeah, just beige. You know what I mean? Just no real personality. No just patter. beige. No patter. Do you know what I mean? Do you remember? I can when he imagine was... he's a proper fucking. Isn't he mate with your mates? Because your mates mates with everyone. 
Rio, isn't it? Yeah, he is a bit of a social connector. Yeah, I mean, he, he is. And he's, he, I don't like know. Black he, belt level. Yeah. Like, not even just fucking about like, like, with Scousers and City players and all sorts. Yeah, just mooching around at the World Cup when... <laughs> Oh fuck it! I'm gonna get him in trouble. Whoa, 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 whoa! He was saying there was we have a, a lot policy, of people. Steve, as you well know, when Steve says I have to know, he was saying he was getting a little bit mired at the um, the FIFA hotel. Right. So he wanted to get into the FIFA hotel. This is real. Fucking five starred up to death. Yeah. And then when he got there, he was like, "Get me out of this hotel because I can't fucking sit still." Because <laughs> like it's, it wasn't even like the public coming up to him. It was fucking Figo and like, just- Mate, you've killed it all right, because you've killed any sort of, you know, we used to have a laugh on this channel and we used to go, oh, you know, yeah, it's your favorite selfie, you know what? You just went and got everyone. Like, oh, the just, 11 that I could have produced yeah, from that was like, outrageous. It, I, like, I remember like, wake up and go on my phone and as you were like, R9. There was so many we just didn't get. That's well what I mean. It was, on, it was so on top to do. It was like, it really I, got. I, I was I was on a sun lounger next to Arrigo Saki, right? And I was thinking, I would love a conversation with him, but I can't speak Italian, and I don't know if this guy can speak English. So I'm just going to give him the old nod, and he gave me the nod. I was like, I'll do. Right. So, yeah, you've had you've had a type of conversation with Arrigo Saki. Is he? If you could meet, and is he like one of your favourite managers? Oh God, yeah. His team is probably one of my favourite, if not the favourite, um, non-United team. Yeah, because that was the that's Van Basten in it, Rijkaard, Hullet. Eight Italians, three Dutch. Because that was the one that turned over. Was it was it him that turned over Barca in '94? Was it? It was uh, the 4-0. Yeah, I think he was still there then. Because that was because you remember because this is what I mean, right? When people Cry's uh, got a dick in. People always go on about. But that was, United was so far off both of those teams. No, and like the the three foreigner rule just just killed us because. People go, oh, well, you know, everyone had three foreigners. But you've got to remember that we had like, um, so like Barcelona, obviously, were decimated by that rule. I think, oh, they were affected by that rule. Milan was just, oh, it's Capello actually, by then. But they had just Italians and Savicevic. Boban. Boban, Savicevic. yeah. So they, had, I think they only had two. That's right. Who, um, That's three. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Where's the way you this? Oh, right. sorry. Yeah, you're right. So they, they did have the three foreigners then. And they had Stojkov, Romario. And yeah. And there was a third one. Koeman. Koeman. But they got absolutely battered because I think that is probably actually Milan's strongest team. Milan didn't really need to change anything. Their strongest team was made up of eight Italians and three foreigners. I did have a good chat with Gary Lineker about um, Cruyff just round the pool. Um, <laughs> Can we get him then? Would I lie to you, Cats? We've been going on about because I can't cope, mate. Honestly, it's ridiculous. It, it was cool. It was a cool setting. Just like you've got Rio, you've got like Jermaine Jenner, who's like actually really sound. Yeah, you're ruining that for me, you. I like, um, I don't like the fact that you and him are getting on. Shearer's there. Um, there was a handful more there. Lineker's there. Basically, everyone that was like Danny Murphy, like basically that entire BBC crew that went to the World yeah. Cup, essentially. So Lineker's there. And um, I was like, I need to ask him about Cruyff. What was a training session I with Cruyff? Um, for those who don't know, Gary Lineker played for Barcelona under Johan Cruyff. Yeah. One of the best poaching strikers the world has ever seen. And Cruyff played him right wing. I was going to say, you didn't like him, did he? No, yeah. and he, he said... Because it was, it was, it was Venables one who bought him. Yeah. 
He said lost a little bit. He said if I had so much more respect for him if he'd have come and said, look, because we only get three foreigners, I don't fucking want you. I want someone else. Yeah. I think who was in the team then? In Stoichkov or Hadji? Stoichkov, um, let's have a look. When did he I get to Barcelona? Who he, wanted. Um, he got to Barcelona in 1990. So it would have been around that time, wouldn't it? Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Maybe a bit later, but yeah, he was, basically he wanted his own foreign players in, right. rather than, he didn't want Lineker. So, it was like, instead of just saying, do one. It was like he played him out of position, almost tried to make him want to leave. Joe yeah. Rather than just say, look, I'm going to do whatever. And also, it's difficult, isn't it, when you've got a player there who's banging in loads of goals like Lineker was, because then he scored like three, an uh, trick in El Clasico and stuff like that. And it's like, you can't just get rid he's of him. He's a serious footballer. Yeah, he was. I can't believe he went and played in Japan. When was it like 32 when he went to Japan? Yeah, because I remember when he finished at Japan, it was like the Premier League had started and there was, you know, there was talk of him coming. I think Middlesbrough linked with him when they got, I think it was 94. And he was like, nah, and he said, I'm not, I'm not the player you think I am. I'm going to come to the Premier League. And like, because obviously he'd been getting on a bit. Um, and he'd been, been around for ages and been around from an early age and in the most tough leagues as well. Um, so he, you know, he wasn't up for it, but there was still like, you know, clubs interested in him. He was saying, Cruyff in training, still the best player. Really? Touch like you've never seen, vision like you've never seen. This is the sure. Rondos, was just like unbelievable with them. Um, he said he, he's got that pep thing where he wants to be seen as a genius to win a game, though. Like, rather than just let him play how they've been playing all season. Yeah. He's like, he needs to fucking tweet with it to to be seen as, as more of a genius. He goes, and he was a genius. He goes, but he wanted to be seen as a genius on top of being a genius. So he like, wanted to, like, get the credit for being a genius as well as just, you know, just getting on with being one. Yeah. Um, but he said, you know, it was an impactful time. He said, you learned so much by Joe being on the, on the training pitch with him, especially about space, you know, how to control the ball, where to take your touches, and your tiny little mega, mega details that I absolutely live for. But this, yeah, it was cool. This is it, yeah. So, uh, Barca Cruyff brought in uh, players such as Guardiola, um, well, obviously these, Koeman, Michael Laudrup, Romario, Hadji, good shout, um, Stoichkov. So he built a pretty decent team, not not bad. They, they almost won the Cup in his Cup in 1991, but obviously they weren't strong yeah. enough for I mean, they, for they did all right, didn't they? They did win the European Cup. Yeah, they, they won it the, yeah, a year later. They called it, the, it was the first dream team, wasn't it? Um, they won four league titles in a row. Uh, and also it says he was he was a perfectionist. It's good that though, when you get, meet some, because I bet, how, how often does Linnick get actually get asked that? About Cruyff? I bet he doesn't get asked it a lot. I bet most, especially not by English people. Do you know what I mean? Because I bet most English people are, oh, what was it like, you know, banging in all the goals in 86 or... I reckon he probably gets asked about Gaza. Yeah. The World Cup in 1990. Was it Mexico where he scored 10 goals? Um, 86, I think he scored. No, it wasn't 10. I think it was about six or something. But it was, he, he got the golden boot. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think he scored 10 in total because I think he scored four in oh, right, it's okay. Italy. So he's 10 in total. So I reckon he gets asked about that. Did he win a title with Everton? No. 
he, he didn't. It was really weird because what he did, Lineker, he went to Everton. I think they just won a title. <laughs> and he went there from Leicester was this obviously, you know, absolute phenomenon. Because I think he scored, he only spent one season at Everton. He scored 40 goals in 57 games. And I think, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they lost the FA Cup final and finished second in the league. Oh, so it's like, obviously not his fault because he couldn't have done more if he tried. Um, yeah, I mean, he scored three hat-tricks that season. Um, but yeah, they, they, yeah. Him, however, he and his colleagues were denied title glory as Liverpool won their final league game of the season at Chelsea. Um, and then he's, he's actually said that Everton team was the best club side he ever played in. But the, the yeah, and they got beat in the FA Cup final. Imagine that. If you're an Evertonian, losing the FA Cup final to Liverpool, and then losing the league on the final day, and having him come in and just shit goals. Yeah, that is absolutely minging. It's not too bad for him though when you can leave Everton and go to Barcelona. Do you know what I mean? Two point eight million in 1986 is mad cash. That's and considering nearly ten years later, seven years later, we paid about that for Roy Keane. <laughs> When you say like that, it's ridiculous. Mark Hughes obviously went with him as well. Didn't work out for Sparky over there, did it? I don't know if he spoke about this on camera or if he talked about it there, but he said Hughes didn't assimilate in the slightest. It's, it's a good point now because I read one of, I think it was either an interview or he's bought one of Hughes's books and he said that, he said Gary Lineker was great for him because him and his missus took him under his under their wing and he felt like at home with them, mm. but he didn't like it over there and he struggled over there. It's like, it's almost like a foreign country. I remember Ian Rush said that about <laughs> your time at Juve. What was it like? It was like a foreign country. It's because it is a foreign country, you think. Um, yeah, so Lineker obviously ingratiated himself. Like, I think he's still revered anybody the Barca fans because he just scored loads of goals. I don't know. I, I think Barcelona... Um, Major, you might be right. Because as a club, when I, I, I saw something on uh, Instagram the other day and it, it had Terry Henry as Barcelona's striker in an all-time 11 for Barcelona right. and I was like for starters that's fucking ridiculous that he's there because yeah. he was shit for Barcelona yeah pull up Terry Henry's record at Barcelona because like, I know I know before everyone gets involved you're gonna say we oh, won the Champions League against United yeah as a sub um his record at Barcelona was nothing to write home about right so first season 47 games 19 goals second season 42 games 26 goals Third season, 32 games, four goals. Now, for Barcelona, that isn't that doesn't make you the greatest ever. Is that 49 goals, three seasons? Yeah. So we look look at what he won. He won the Liga twice. He won the Champions League, obviously, against United. But again, I think he didn't start it. It was Etu who started. Right, put Romario's numbers. Right, Romar or even R9's numbers are better than. Yeah, I think they are. Than, I mean, he was only there a season, I think. But it was like 34 goals, 37 games, something like that, that R9 got. Like, there's, there is no planet where Thierry Henry is a Barcelona all-time 11. None. No. What, was, what was Romario's? Well, Romario, believe it or not, he's only got them two seasons. But his first season, it's 47 games, 32 goals. It's his second season, he's like... What, eight, 18 and 7? It's still better than Thierry yeah. Henry's. But I remember reading Bobby Robson's book, he said, because well, he had it at PSV. And he was saying, Romario, I couldn't control him. I couldn't like get him to buckle down. He'd always go out clubbing and all that. But he said he just had this thing, like he'd come in, he'd like score an hat trick. Like look at his record. 30, 30. 30 and 30. But a lot of those he'd like, you know, he'd score an hat trick and have two games off. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, What well, have I scored three goals in three games? What are you on about? It's a perfect record. I'm like, yeah, but you know, you didn't do anything for two of them because you couldn't be bothered. Um, um Yeah, so I think it's weird by slowly. If you've seen I know you have, the 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 Bobby Robson documentary. 
where he was getting death threats after he won 6 1 because he's not playing the bounce away. Yeah, and he, it might he also one, won. Did he win the Cup Winners' Cup? He did win the Cup Winners' Cup. Good and knowledge. the Copa del Rey in the same season. Yeah, he did. And then got sacked because he wasn't good enough. Yeah. He's like, he got moved upstairs <laughs> for Louis van Gaal. Won two trophies, including the. Oh, Cup fuck this Cup. clown right yeah, off. You can go upstairs. Do, do With our nine. With our nine. Like, that's so good, that. Like, I think, mate, that's good. Like, different levels. But the thing is, at Barca and Real Madrid, they get away with this. They have that mentality and they Look get away with it. the players that they've had from, you know, from Romario to Mara fucking Donna, who wasn't in the all time Barcelona 11, by the way. No. Um, well, he wasn't, so he wasn't that great, fella. was he there? If you look it was, at, it was Napoli that he, he went yeah, bananas with in England, and in I think Europe, sorry. Napoli is always a good example of why Maradona is so great because Napoli didn't win anything. They weren't a, a big team in in the sort of, you know, there's probably similar levels as what before the last few seasons what they are now. But he came in there and just got them all going. And if you read his book, he said he said to the manager, just players that, you know, when I pass to them, if I keep passing to a player, you keep them. If I don't pass him, you get rid of him, and that's he's, the managers did what he said. Do you know what I mean? He said, You'd like, have to, wouldn't you? Yeah, he said, like, he just he'll, he'll told him, like. Yeah, he said, like, the fans will tell you which players are good because they get excited when I'm, you know, passing to him. Um, and I passed to him, and the ones that aren't good, I don't. And, and he stuck with that, and then he won two titles in the UEFA Cup, which, and for all well, sense of purposes, it, as passed, well, Maradona they, was out of his head for half of it. Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> what he'd have been like sober? <laughs> He was banged there's, out. There's it. some awesome stuff in Maradona. Like they had a fake cock for him, with with clean piss in it. And like he used because he was off his nut the in like forever. Yeah. Like he's so hanging around with the mafia and all that. He wasn't just he? kept it in his pants. Right. So if anyone was like a piss test, yeah. they'd be like, no problem. Got a fake cock. Yeah, yeah. Bosh, have some of that. Yeah, and yeah. You squeeze it and it wee comes out of it. That's sick, man. <laughs> hey, that's that's like. But um, imagine that you're just doing that much packet that you think I'm just gonna have to have a permanent fake cock. In my underpants. Why didn't he have him for that in '94? Hey, <laughs> took his took his out of the ball. You see, when Mitten interviewed him, because you know Andy Mitten, he's Andy Mitten. I he, didn't know he interviewed. Yeah, he flew awesome. to when Maradona was managing somewhere. Oh, of course he did. Bolivia, yeah, probably. yeah, yeah. Um, but he, it was like touch and go whether he was going to get any time with him because I think he got there and it was like I'll have to reread the article. I think it's in the Athletic or it might be somewhere else. But if you just Google Mitten and, and Maradona, it'll come up. And then it was like. He was waiting and waiting. It looked at one point like it wasn't going to happen. And then he got time with him. And then he brought four kilos of Bam Bam. And yeah, mate, imagine it with him. Yeah, imagine, imagine going out with him. Mate, I'd be well off. What I'd was be... the World Cup where, was it, wasn't Russia, was it? Was with the, all the, the screen. All, all the white. Yeah, like just the pure, like on the perspex. Just like, <laughs> where all the sniff there. There's so many, uh, the thing is where he's playing in like friendlies and stuff like that. And yeah. he scores and then people run onto the pitch to give him a I've bump. seen that, the back, guy with the bag. Insane. The guy like, he had that little, he played like in a World Eleven, didn't he? Yeah. And he's got his mate who comes on with an absolute sack full of schnizzle <laughs> and goes, yeah, have a bit of that. And then he just gets his head in and then runs off. It's imagine like, imagine how, how good you've got to be. Like, honestly, uh, he's, he's, he's like Eric Cannon in a sense. He's beyond football, isn't he? Yeah. Maradona. He's not a footballer. He's somewhere else. Do you know what I mean? He's a, <laughs> he's a god. I love him. Um, hit that like button. I've got a super chat. This is for you. Abdullah Ibrahim. Steve, a bit off topic, but your thoughts on... I'm going to pronounce these wrong, Steve. You know me on MMA. I don't know Mokhev. anything about it. Mokhev uh, win at UFC 286 versus Filo. Yeah, um... You ain't gonna make Mokhev tap. So if for those who haven't seen it, he got in a, I think it was a knee bar he got in and the guys wrenched it on. I think Mokhev has said, yeah, there's about five or six cracks in there, but I ain't tapping. And then um, got out of it and, and beat him. Um, 
struggling walking for a few days. I, I was messaging him afterwards and was like, how's the leg? And he's like, yeah, it's pretty sore. What's that? I was messaging <laughs> like, uh, I was talking about coming in for a brew, um, but he's started getting into rugby league. Really? Um, yeah. Well, at least he does a right, lot of training. At least it's the right one for you then. He does a lot of training in Wigan, which obviously is basically the epicenter of rugby league in England, isn't it? So it's not a bad spot to go and watch it. I wouldn't, wouldn't darken his door. I mean, he lives in Salford, but I wouldn't recommend he watches Salford. <laughs> um, fair enough. Um, sorry, I missed this one. I mean, I'm Verma. Not surprised there is no outcry over a Newcastle fan taking charge of a top four rival team. Alan Shearer's a bit hypocrite. You're his mate, aren't you? Hey, Shearer. He keep. Yeah, well, I messaged him back and forth on Twitter, on, and he's he's pied me. But um, yeah, every time I tweet something about Newcastle, he fucking bites like a champ. I know he does. It's actually <laughs> pretty funny. It, I still I don't want to normalise this. It is mad what goes on. Um, but, but do you know what? Go on. Alan Shearer, like in real life, is actually mega. I don't like the fact that you're mates with these people that I dislike because of their on-screen personality and you tell me that because I, I, I trust your judgement there's been a and massive you disservice a lot of people, yeah and you'll go and actually he's alright and I'm like don't tell me that I don't want to know that I, I like to have it in my head that he's, he's not but yeah um, fair enough um, what's happening with Paddock FC this weekend talk uh, to me oh, we've had a fucking absolute shit show this season haven't we um, is there still anything to play for in terms of pride Jay pride okay enough. it's a good thing um, pride Pride comes before the fall. Yeah, I, I mean, we haven't announced it. I'll give the, the viewers a little treat for Go it. Um, we haven't announced it yet, but it, it's it's basically official. Ash Williams is coming on board as sporting director. I, I worry. Why? <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to choose my words carefully here. I think you and him together as a coaching team, if I was in that team, I better bring me A game. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I've got this reputation as being like proper, but I'm not. No, you're not. I'm very calm. You, you, you have your moments, but you are generally relatively calm. But from what I gather, he's not yeah, quite Ash as isn't, calm. Isn't quite calm, no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's coming as he's going to be sporting director. We, he was probably for the last couple of months we've been talking about him coming on board as, as an academy director. Um, as of June, the football club's going to have uh, a full stack from under eights right the way through to under 16 18 21 really good into the reserves and first team and ash was going to kind of be responsible for that so for those that aren't aware of his entire background at 16 west brom binned him right and instead of just calling it a day uh, or whatever or going joining another academy team at 16 which a lot of people would have done he went and played non-league football yeah as a 16, 17, 18 year old, and I think he moved, I don't know where Stockport were, they might have been in the conference. No, I remember, yeah. Moved to Stockport, got promoted with them, moved to Swansea and it was like League Two or League One, came all the way to the Prem with them, obviously signed for Everton, Stoke, Bristol, obviously played in the Euros in that hyper successful Welsh team. Yeah. So if us as a football club want to exist as a you know, middle of the road sort of non-league team, yeah. when we're trying to talk to kids that have been released from academies, who better? Than Ash to be like non-league football's the one to get you your, your jump start back into into the game. So we was talking about him for a long time coming and doing academy director, um, but he's flipped it because he wants to work alongside the first team. So that should be happening pretty much immediate effect. Um, I, and it should be quite exciting. Abinav Verma says uh, 
Paddock got a sporting director before United. Disgraceful. <laughs> he, 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 he makes a good point. To be fair, I mean, how you doing, bro? I'm not going to lie to you. They did. Oh, we're better run. Yeah. I'm a fan owned. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> fair play. Yeah, go and check out Stratford Paddock FC. You know where to find it. Go and check out. What have you got up on your channel? Uh, what do we do today? Me and Ronnie did an argument where it was Vagost versus uh, Martial and Ronnie stitched himself up with uh, what he wanted to title it as like, why Martial will, will like, why you'll never see Vagos play over Martial. And I was like, well, basically you will because Martial's going to get injured again. Yeah, of course he is. I mean, yeah, no, there's no argument that like Martial's a more gifted footballer, obviously, but you're right. Go and check it out then because it sounds like a good one. It was like watching you, Ronnie, argue. Uh, make sure you're hitting that like button. Don't forget to subscribe as well. Big thanks to Surfshark for sponsoring this uh, podcast. We're back tomorrow. You've got Joe Smith, and his merry band of whoever uh, on the watch along. Do you know who's on the watch along, Ethan? No. Producer Ethan says no, so thanks for that. Uh, But I'm sure it'll be fantastic as well, and you'll have all the reactions from the usual suspects as well. So that's been Stephen Allison, Abby J. Moy. This has been The Brew. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.